Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. Hey, everybody, Mark and Steve on the PBSE podcast. This is episode 204, Healthy Couples Dialogue in Tackling Sexually Triggering Topics. Mm, And as Steve and I prepared for this, we thought, no, we've never had any sexually triggering topics in our relationship, have we, Steve? (laughs) (laughs) That would be right up there. We're thinking, oh, this won't be a sensitive topic today. This will just be casual. This will be fine. We well, won't, can, we won't we won't stir anything with this. I can say for decades in my marriage this was never a problem because I just simply never talked about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Sexuality issue. So the reason we uh we decided to tackle this is this actually came in as a as a situation in question from a PBSC listener uh from uh a partner who's in betrayal trauma healing and her partners in uh sexual addiction recovery. And from her description, uh, they're they're doing well. Uh, he's working his recovery. They have a therapist that specializes in sexual addiction. It sounds like he's got a good lengthy period of sobriety. And he's actually really trying hard to what he what they call making his making honesty his superpower. And she loves the fact that that's what he's doing, even though he shares triggers and thoughts that she doesn't particularly like. She finds peace in uh, in what uh, the fact that he's speaking is truth and that he's got great purpose in changing. Awesome. So a lot of good stuff going on here. And so her question is, having doing all this that we're doing, what, what does our, quote, new normal in the bedroom look like? Mm. And she says that he has completely stopped watching porn and masturbating. This is a strong rule for him uh, this this entire year. However, he still does um, engage in fantasies about her. And he talks about how, how he will undress her in his mind 
and think about her in sexual ways. <clears throat> dresses her up in different outfits and things. Dresses her up in different outfits, you know, kind of kind of some very typical sexual stuff, but it's about her and not others. And she's just wondering if if this should or could be a part of their healthy sex life with his history as an addict where fantasy was a big part of his struggles. Are they, is the fact that, that he engages in this, is it, is it healthy? Mm. Can it be? And so she's wanting to hear our thoughts about all of this. Mm. So with that yeah. introduction, that's, uh, that's what we're about with this podcast. Yep. So not a sensitive topic at all. Um, oh no, none, not none whatsoever. Very run in the middle of the day. No, uh, we, we appreciate the vulnerability in, in what was submitted to us and uh, are happy to address this today. Uh, we do want to make clear a couple of things as we jump into this, because uh, this is a very focused podcast. Okay, so uh, first of all, uh, today's topic is definitely one that falls more into, I guess, what you'd say the advanced intimacy and communication realm. Okay, definitely. this is not um, a topic that we would recommend that a relationship tackle in the early stages of recovery, when uh, and and in many cases, if if any sort of addiction is ongoing. If there are, you know, existing trust issues, et cetera, all of those things are going to exacerbate stuff. Basically, you're going to have to use your own best judgment with this, but we strongly recommend that that your relationship is one that is optimally prepared for a discussion like this and that you, and that the way to know that is at least at a baseline, you guys are adept at mindfulness, each of you individually and as a couple. You have a healthy sense of self-expression and the capacity to express what you're thinking and feeling with your partner. You guys are both pretty adept at that and that both of you have a really good set of tools uh, for, for, uh, taking a break as well as other methodologies of resolving issues and triggers if they do come up. Okay. Because on a topic like this, we guarantee that they will. Um, so this isn't a topic to be tackled for the faint of heart. It's not something you want to just do on the fly. Please do not take this as one of our podcasts where it's like, gosh, that was a great discussion. I'm just going to run home and have this topic, this conversation with my partner. Okay. Um, definitely not something that we, uh, would not recommend. The next piece that you need to be aware of is that this is today's discussion is not a discussion about healthy sexuality per se. We have done other episodes on that. Uh, specifically, uh, there are two that we'd refer you to. Episode number 170, Why Are Sexual Boundaries Critical for a Truly Connected Coupleship? And episode number 144, Are the Sexual Practices in Your Relationship quote-unquote safe and how can you know? Um, that is where we go into more in-depth about the, the the healthy sexuality piece. What is healthy? What is not? Today's discussion does not center on that. We, we are centering on is the do's and the don'ts and how to have a healthy discussion and dialogue around a topic like this, not what the answers are. Okay. Right. Very we're not important. The, we're Very not the moral important. police. Nope. Okay. We're not the moral police. We're not trying to step into your bedroom and tell you what needs to happen in your bedroom. What we want to do today is simply facilitate a discussion or how that discussion for the two of you can look, how to do it safely and how to do it in a way that's going to be enhancing and growing to your recovery process and not tearing you down. Right. Yep. Yep. So let's uh so let's jump right into this. One of the things that's often overlooked in this communication process, especially about communication on on sensitive issues like sexuality is you know, we often and I know I did this in my relationship, the time to talk about these tough topics is in the heat of the moment. You know, when they come up, when you're when when they become an issue, you tackle them right then. And yeah. we 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 are just reaching out to all of you listening right now. Please, please, please don't approach it that way. 
the success of these kinds of, of conversations, the unity, the collaboration, the intimacy is greatly dependent on the personal work that you each do prior to the discussion with your partner. Well said. You've got to prepare, right? So before getting into a discussion like this, it would be in your own personal journaling work, uh, work talking with your support groups or you know people that you trust that are close to you with a therapist, with your higher power, and, and tackling questions personally first like, what are my fears around discussing this topic with my partner? I'll mm. tell you, I had lots of fears around this topic. Yeah. Right? That I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it right. I wasn't doing it right. That I was inadequate. That I wasn't measuring up. That I that as an addict, if I bring this up, I'm going to look as nothing less than a deviant to my partner. Right? <clears throat> yeah, or or the, or that or that somehow I'm not. Uh, I don't have prowess in this area. If I have all these questions mm. and fears and stuff, I I don't look as macho as I should. Just all sorts of fears that I had around uh, bridging this topic with my partner at all. And until I dug deep personally about those fears and faced them, I wasn't prepared to have this discussion in a collaborative, healthy way. That's a great, a great way to put it. Uh, I think that's, that's dead on, you know, and, and the fears piece is really important guys. And, and it itself does need a lot of exploration, right? Um, one of those kind of a, I guess a subset, this may not even be a fear, but an acute awareness. And this is, these are for both partners. Okay. That what we're talking about, this is not directed towards addicts. This is each partner in the coupleship should be considering these things. Next on the list would be what are, what are my own personal sexual insecurities? Mm. Right. Mm. Everyone carries them. We all have them. Everyone. Um, everybody would just love to think that they're a, you know, a monster in the bedroom or whatever the case is. Everybody has sexual insecurities and vulnerabilities. Um, the best way we can put that is the way we've put it before on here. Any insecurities or vulnerabilities that we experience in our day-to-day relationship on the emotional spectrum will be enhanced in the, in the bedroom. And, and so understanding what those are for you, and that could include other things. For example, moral uh, reservations, right? Moral insecurities, moral hangups uh, for you. Um, and I don't even use the term hangups because those are oftentimes very solid boundaries right those are not those are not unnavigable but they but you do need to have an awareness of what they are where they're coming from what's driving them and then tied to that what it, it, it are those things authentic i guess you could say no go zones for you or not right um are there topics that you're not ready to discuss yet that you're not safe to discuss yet. Mm. Um, this is where you kind of examine your own recovery process, right? Is this, from my perspective, and we and we start with ourselves, this is not about, about evaluating your partner. It's about evaluating yourself and saying, where I'm at trust-wise in this relationship, connection-wise in this relationship, connection-wise with myself, uh, in terms of how well of a grasp I have on my own shame, Am I ready to have this discussion and how deeply can I go with it? Mm, great questions. Love those questions, mm-hmm. right? And another another really major part of this, we all bring our own sexual attitudes, history, beliefs, um, things that we're comfortable with and not comfortable with. There's just, there, you get to realize that you bring all of this, quote, sexual luggage with you into the relationship. And so part of this to, this preparation is, what are your own personal sexual boundaries when it comes to your sexuality? 
Are there certain ways that you have flexibility with your partner with regard to these sexual boundaries? And are there are there other ways that you do not? Do you have certain areas where I will not go there, period? Or uh, are there certain places in my sexual expression where I'm willing to evolve or explore, but there's others that I'm ironclad? It's very important you have a very close feel, you know, a very close um, personal understanding within yourself where you're at with all of that before you try to start to discuss it with a partner. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, you know, and this next one's kind of we've kind of covered it already a little bit, but I guess weighing the pros and cons of this, right? At this point in my recovery, if I'm looking at it as myself, and then I analyze the coupleship in my own mind, right, before I have this discussion with them. At this point in my recovery as an individual and in my coupleship, you know, in what ways do I feel exploring this topic right now uh, might build trust and connection uh, and, and the relationship as a whole, right? Because that's the goal, right, is to build out the relationship. The sexual component is a very important part of a relationship. Um, but it, could it also be detrimental? In what ways could it be detrimental, right? Ooh. If this conversation, another way to put that would be, if I if I was to kind of look at the worst case scenario, if this conversation was to go to hell in a handbasket, why? What would be the thing that would bring it down, right? And the other side of that is, are can you be very mindful and real about your capacities in the relationship right now? Maybe you're not in a place to have a deeply intimate conversation like this one. Maybe sure. the timing's not quite right. Maybe maybe there have been such massive withdrawals from the trust accounts that you're not able to go to this place. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to be as 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 realistic and honest about where your capacities are in the coupleship. You know, yeah. be, be very try to try to be as transparent and authentic about that as you can. One other that we didn't even talk about in pre-production, but it's just coming to mind for me right now is you know, what are my, what's my bandwidth when it comes to hearing sexually triggering information about my, where my partner's at in their own sexuality. Yeah. Right. Because that runs the whole gamut for an addict, for example, that could be, am I ready to hear that my partner is not ready for, to have this conversation? What does that mean to me? Right. For, for the partner. Um, am I prepared to deal with him possibly going to shame or to victim mode or to Eeyore mode, as we call it sometimes here on the podcast, right? Am I, do I have solid boundaries or a backup plan, you know, for that? How do, how am I going to manage those feelings within myself? Right? Am I in a place where I feel like I'm going to walk on eggshells and not speak my truth? And so it's not going to be, end up being transparent or authentic. Yeah. Am I going to go into that place of res- rescuing or people pleasing? Mm-hmm. Of all the places you want to go into rescuing or people pleasing, this is one that you cannot go there with. Because, guys, what has to be avoided at all costs here is any form of the reason why these discussions, it's so critical that they're open, that they're honest, and that they are, even though they're tactful, they're direct, is because there's a real possibility for portraying or perpetuating sexual betrayal here. Yes. But you becoming a willing participant in that betrayal if that makes sense. Um, that sexual self-betrayal is one of the few ways we can enhance already pre-existing betrayal trauma. So whatever's talked about here, as we have these evolving discussions, because they are evolving discussions, we don't make solid determinations in this realm when we have these discussions because 
this part of a relationship like anything else is going to ever be evolving but but we do need to be be able to be in a place where we can speak our truth have our voice be heard and not perpetuate those old communication patterns otherwise we do open the door to that kind of betrayal and if we if we try to if we try to engage in this evolved process but we're doing the same old dance as a couple that we've always done we're just going to perpetuate the old dysfunction for sure so in order for this to to start to evolve we've got we've got to come at it different than we have in the past right okay so so not much work to do right personally prior to the discussion <laughs> as you can see not not much to do there. <laughs> yeah. We're being a little facetious today. So there's a lot, lot to be done there, right? Before we ever even bring this up with a partner. A Once we get to that point where we've answered those questions and our partner has done the same, a couple of rules, some of which are obvious, a few that are not so much, um, is when discussing this with your partners, first of all, be mindful of your own trigger points, right? As this discussion is happening. What are the what are the trigger points for you when you are going through this? This is particularly true for partners. Um, if you, what, you know, are there certain phrases or things that he has historically said that have been highly triggering for you triggers into themselves guys, when they come up in a discussion like this, cause it will be triggering for everyone involved are not a deal breaker. and need to take a break in and of itself, but they do need to be brought up and expressed proactively when they come up and they need to be analyzed for that potential. Yeah. Right? yeah. I am feeling triggered right now. Do I need a break or can I keep going? Yeah. Yeah, or what you're what you're saying right now, I I have to I, I'm starting to feel shame. I've I've I have felt very inadequate in our sexual relationship, and what you're saying right now is is driving that even deeper inside of me. Right? Yep. Imagine voicing that in the moment. Right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very. Guys, you can do a lot of damage in this area. This is a time where you need to be speaking up proactively. You don't wait until the end of the conversation. Or until all those triggers build and then you explode. Okay, you have to be managing and taking it slow and letting the steam and the pressure valve off as you go along if needed is just can't even emphasize how important that is. Yeah. Um, being sensitive to the other person's point of view. This really is a, an arena, like Mark said before we started this, to I need to be seeking to understand as well as to be understood. Um, it's really critical that I, I'm trying to get where my partner's coming from. A good rule of thumb for this discussion, if you've never had it before, is we're not even trying to resolve something today. Maybe the goal is just to at least get where the other person's coming from and why. Yes. Maybe it's a separate discussion about, okay, this is what this means for us sexually at this point. Let's try this, right? Maybe that's a whole different discussion. Um, but being sensitive to that point of view, not cutting the other person's person off. Again, people are expressing some of their deepest, innermost thoughts that there are a lot of insecurities about. And if cutting your partner off at the knees out of defensiveness or in a mocking way or or in a making fun way, you can do damage here that is very difficult to repair. Yeah. So just yeah. keeping an eye to that. Well, and you said something really important, Steve. This is not a this is not a one and done conversation. Right? Recognize that this topic is ongoing, it's evolving. We hope that this is not even remotely close to the only discussion you have about. We hope this is the door opener. And it's it's okay to not come to solid conclusions or remedies or solutions in this first conversation. Your sexual relationship is going to continue to evolve along with the rest of your relationship. So be be careful about panicking. Say, okay, I finally get to have my say and I'm going to have all of it right, yeah. right now. 
and get it all out, right? This is this is the first, hopefully, of many discussions that will become more collaborative, more unifying, more open as you go forward. Absolutely. And then the last piece of this, as we get into this, is is the don'ts, mm. right? Um, the don'ts of this are important, and 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 we do want to kind of conclude with that because, guys, this is a th- these discussions are so important to have. We hope that. As we say these don'ts, we just want to give a caveat. Please don't shy away from these discussions, right? Sexuality is a really important part of a relationship. I always was raised to be taught. I was raised in a highly religious circle where it was that I, I remember the discussions, you know, sex is like the cherry on top of the nuts, on top of the whipped cream, on top of the five other toppings, on top of the ice cream, on top of the banana that makes up the banana split of a relationship (laughs) and really sexuality. And I know what the messaging was is that sex isn't everything in a relationship. And that's a true statement, but to, but to, to label physicality and sexuality, like it's this 2% afterthought to a marriage is nonsense. Um, and is way to the extreme, just as extreme as when we say, well, it's all about the sex, right? Sexuality is a huge piece. Physicality. We are physical beings. We are sexual beings. It is a pri- it is one of the primary ways in which we express a whole variety of mo- of emotions. So we need to honor that and not shy away from it, but we just but we do need to just tread carefully when we do it. So with those don'ts, um first one, number no rule number 1 and we kind of implied this but just so we're all clear, do not do this on the fly. Okay? This is true in any situation. This is not it's something that you just bring up casually as you ask what's for dinner. Oh, by the way, like I let me tell you a couple of my sexual preferences. Anyway, how's the lasagna coming? Okay, that's not what we do. But also, and Mark brought this point up, and it's an excellent one, we do not try to tackle something like this when you're already in an, in an sexually intimate space. Okay? Um, at least not at first. This is not when we're, when we're getting ready to be sexual or intimate. Now is not the time to say, hey, let's walk each other through our own insecurities and through all these deep topics, right? You've got everything from hormones to all sorts of feelings in the room there. You're, it, you're just setting yourself up for failure that way. So these are, these conversations are going to be best had at least initially completely removed from the bedroom space. Yeah. And the, and the other part about this is please set up this topic in advance. <laughs> so- Give each other a forewarning that, that this is something you want to talk about. We would even suggest scheduling it. For sure. Hey, here, here's what I've been feeling, and I'd really like to talk to you about this. Can we do this on Sunday afternoon? Does does four o'clock work for you? I know we usually do our check-ins right now, and I still want to check in, but I do want to talk about this too. Yeah. 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 Give give yourself a chance by by having some advance notice and not just springing it on each other. And and the other Steve, you and I talk about this all the time. Intention is everything. What is the intent? of coming together to talk about this. It's not to vent on each other, um, although there is certainly place for expressing some frustrations or some true authentic feelings about the past history. I'm not trying to say that those things are all taboo, but we we want to make sure we're clear about the overall priority feeling agenda of this. And what is it? It's really to look to understand one another. I want to understand you. I want you to understand me. I would like for us to collaborate 
as we explore how we feel about all of this, and especially to start looking at the potential for growing in our sexual and intimate connection. Right, so why are we coming together? We hope so that so that we can be on the same team with this. Now, that doesn't mean that, that we have agreement. It doesn't mean that we're on the same page with every aspect of this. Certainly not. There is a place for healthy confrontation. There is a place for healthy conflict. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron, healthy conflict. right? But, but Steve, you and I talk about collaborative conflict collaborative confrontation. So please, please keep in mind the purpose behind all of this. You are friends. You are a coupleship. You are a team. It's critical that you keep that in the back of your mind as you come at all of this. For sure. I mean, especially through the lens of what we're of the, of the subject matter, right? To, to, to say, emphasize what we have said on past podcast episodes and what we teach and dare to connect all the time. Um, when it comes to a healthy, rocking, amazing, mind-blowing sexual relationship, take it from two addicts who know and who've explored their sexuality in both healthy and unhealthy ways in far more ways we'd care to admit than we would care to admit. A healthy, rocking, amazing sexual experience has so much less to do with body positions or lingerie or role-playing or any of those things, although they are factors and so much more to do with being on the same page with your partner with and being in that space together, united as a team, as you are expressing that connection for each other in ways that feel comfortable, that feel authentic, you, your partner's feeling desired and wanted by you and, and, and you're feeling that from them. I mean, that's how you have crazy yep. mind-blowing sex. You're not going to find that on the co- on the second page of In Touch Magazine as much as In Touch Magazine might want you to think so. It's going to be from having these kinds of conversations. And so. just to remember that that coming to that place where you're having, quote, great sex, it's a culmination and a celebration of all the other things that you're doing together outside of that setting. Absolutely. You bring all of that with you into the bedroom, so to speak. For sure. It's more about what you're doing that's not in that moment than it is about that moment. Indeed. Yeah. Well, guys, as always, thank you for letting us be here with you today. We hope that you're all doing well. Um, as 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 is always the case, uh, we are doing some amazing, awesome things in Dare to Connect. We've got uh, some real some cool new features launching in the next couple of months. The program itself is expanding by about another 33%. Uh, we would love to have you come and join us and come see what the buzz of the excitement is about. Um, join a community of people who get it, uh, with two therapists that run it, who've been there, who've found successful recovery and are in it now. People who get you and, and come and be a part of something special, unique, and, and that will level up your recovery in ways that you've not yet done. And you can find more info about the Dare to Connect program at daretoconnectnow.com. We'd love to see you there. There's a two-week trial you can grab there right now. And then, as always, if there is a topic topic or subject you'd like us to briefly tackle here on the podcast, we always love to get uh, get uh, submissions about those. We've got a whole bunch built up right now, but we would like to build up a whole bunch more because we keep going through them in the order that they come in. And you can submit those to us at pbscpodcast.com. There's a contact form down at the bottom that you can use for that. 
All right, everybody. Thanks for being with us. And we'll uh, look forward to being with you on our next episode. Take care. Everything expressed on the PBSC podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.